Hey, 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 and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Inclusive Networker Podcast, where we make network marketers, small business owners, and solopreneurs aware of blind spots that could be keeping their networks and businesses small. We give them tips and simple, practical tools to make their businesses more inclusive, and we teach our listeners how to build inclusive communities that support diverse customers, team members, and business partners. So if you want to authentically build relationships with diverse communities of customers or business partners, you are in the right place. But be warned, you will be challenged. But here's the thing, you won't be judged. I'm your host, Dr. Ramona. I'm a speaker, coach, consultant, public health professor, wife, mom, and a fierce challenger of broken systems that keep people from reaching their highest potential. I'm so excited to be with you on your journey to becoming an inclusive networker. Let's jump right in. So who are we calling in this week? Who is coming into conversation? Well, it is Shaliza Jamal. I'm so excited to welcome Shaliza to the Inclusive Networker podcast. So let me tell you a little bit about her. Shaliza Jamal is a graduate of Harvard University and is the founder and executive director of Curated Leadership, Inc., a coaching firm that fosters partnerships with leadership teams, nonprofits, and corporations to develop their knowledge in the areas of equity and diversity to build inclusive communities. She is currently completing her PhD at OISE University of Toronto in the Department of Social Justice Education with a research focus on anti-Black and anti-Indigenous racism in teacher education programs. Shaliza brings over a decade of experience in designing curriculum and implementing training and development development programs aimed at addressing inequitable outcomes for underserved and equity-seeking communities. She engages participants in dialogue about oppression and uses a calling-in approach to bring people together to listen, learn, and lead with empathy. Shaliza currently serves as a board member of the Harvard Graduate School of Education Alumni Council and is a founding member of the Harvard Alumni Council. Entrepreneurs Council Canada. She is also a board member for Work in Culture. So, Shaliza, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Inclusive Networker Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here and I love your enthusiasm. It's infectious. So, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, let's just jump right in. So, tell Absolutely. us about your business. What's the main problem that you solve for your customers or your clients? Or tell us a little bit about what you do. Absolutely. So I was a high school educator for over 10 years, and then I worked in leadership roles within a school board. And when I did my master's, I had some time to test ideas and to test strategies and workshops. And so I've been offering workshops for educators and administrators around diversity, equity, and inclusion, power mm -hmm. and privilege, identity. And then when I did my master's at Harvard, I said, let me see how this bites with other folks. So I started running workshops for faculty members and staff and students, as well as faculty members and students across the university in political science at the Harvard Kennedy School, business school, med school. They were just all coming. And it was really exciting because I learned that 
okay, this is something that everyone wants to learn about, right? These fundamentals mm -hmm. of identity. Who are we? How do we be more inclusive leaders? How do we really think about these principles of diversity, equity, inclusion? What do they mean? How do we embody empathy? And so I started running these workshops over and over again. And when I graduated, my first client was MIT, which was really fortunate of me. Wow, uh, often yeah. from Yeah, from word of mouth, someone I knew who was in uh, the Design Fellows Program. And I said, you know what? I think there's a real interest here and I can have kind of an ownership of delivering some training and development. So mm -hmm. I started Curated Leadership after I graduated, and I started out by doing workshops for organizations, for associations, for university staff and faculty, and then I started to grow and do keynotes and do coaching, and something that new that we've been doing recently is supporting organizations with more long-term contracts, doing uh, equity audits of their talent management lifecycle, their HR processes, to ensure that they are actually doing the work that they say they're doing in their DEI mm. mission and value. Values. So really supporting that. So creative leadership, um, as you uh, said in, earlier in my introduction, is really a coaching firm to help organizations, to help individuals move along to really create true inclusion, right? That sense of belonging that, okay, if you're hiring diverse, if you're marketing diverse, are you actually a place, an organization that creates and fosters belonging for folks once they buy your product or service, once they work at your organization? So that's a little bit about what we do. Yeah. And I love the fact that you work with teachers and you worked in education because a lot of times business owners don't think of themselves as teachers and educators. Mm -hmm. And especially if they're in network marketing, they are teaching other people how to do what they do and how, you know, are you inclusive in that process? And so as we think about someone who is teaching, right, and they're they're teaching other people in their business, what are, what are the characteristics of a person who's an mm. inclusive leader and an inclusive uh, networker, an inclusive teacher <laughs> in, mm -hmm. this, in their business? Absolutely. I think the first quality would be curiosity. Mm. And I think it's so important to be curious, to continue to learn and grow. I really believe that uh, I am a lifelong learner. I believe that I learn something new every single day. I think we all can continue to learn something new every day. And so mm -hmm. I think it's really key as an educator, as a coach, as an inclusive networker to always remain curious so that we don't miss out on the opportunities, the learning that is around us. And so keeping curious, keeping that wondering stance. Keeping that learning stance to always grow and fuel and add uh, to our toolkit or our, our toolbox there. Mm -hmm. I think that's number one. The second thing I think is creativity. So really quickly, I'll tell you, I was running theater-based embodied empathy workshops on these topics. But mm -hmm. guess what? In March 2020, I had to really quickly be creative and pivot to online offerings. Mm -hmm. At first, I thought, how am I going to create this same sense of uh, embodied empathy? How am I going to teach these same principles virtually? But here I am today, and I'm able to reach people in Europe, in the States. Um, you know, uh, in uh, I'm based in Canada, so different provinces in Canada. Uh, and I'm able to work with folks across the country, across the continent, in a mm -hmm. way that I never thought about before. So I think that creativity is really about how we deliver, how we teach, and knowing that not one consumer, customer, organization, or client is the same. So maintaining that creativity is really, really key in that inclusive networking journey. So mm -hmm. creativity and curiosity. 
the last thing I'd say is I'm going to stick with the C's here, I think, and just okay, say commitment. Okay, let's do it. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to say commitment. Uh, okay. That just came to me because I think it's a long game. And I have worked with clients who want a quick fix, and it doesn't work. We know it doesn't mm-hmm. work. You know, um, in June 2020, we saw an amplification of the Black Lives Matter movement with the murder of George Floyd. And mm-hmm. we saw a lot of organizations jumping on these bandwagons. And I want to say, how many folks are actually continuing that work? You know, mm-hmm. are you someone who put a black square up on social media and that was it? Or are you continually, continually or continuously rather doing this work? And so that Mm -hmm. commitment is really key because it's a long road. It's not about a destination. It's about a journey. It's about a practice, not a process that just gets us someplace. And that's Mm -hmm. really, really key. And I think it's also important to remember commitment because it can be difficult. Not everyone is going to connect with your message initially. Maybe not everyone is going to connect with every message that you have out there. Mm -hmm. or every client and that's okay it's okay to be also selective about who your products and services are going to attract so i really think that commitment to the long game and this ongoing living breathing of inclusion is key so uh you know Mm -hmm. that curiosity that creativeness and that commitment i would say are really some key qualities and traits that you need as an inclusive networker yeah, so <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So this is good stuff. So let's unpack this a little bit because mm-hmm. I I love these three: this curiosity, creativity, and commitment. And a lot of times, okay, let's go with the uh, curiosity. So let's help people to understand what we mean by curiosity because mm-hmm. a lot of times people get this confused because they'll let's give the instance of wanting to touch a black woman's hair oh mm-hmm. i'm curious about you let me come and just mm-hmm. invade your space right and want to uh you know learn about you in that way in a in a in a space that's very um, intrusive, right? So let's talk through like, what is the difference <clears throat> between that and the kind of curiosity that you mean so that we're not actually being exclusive when we try to, when we're being curious about people? Absolutely. I'm so glad that you brought that up. That is one of one of the, the key, you know, things that I talk about. And okay. I'll say when it's curiosity, it should be about oneself. So if you're curious mm-hmm. about natural hair, there is Google for that, folks. So make sure that you're Googling and you're taking that research. I think the key about curiosity is always having an open mind to content mm-hmm. that's coming up. So one of the okay. things I do, for example, is I might scroll the Internet and subscribe to different newsletters or go through social media and subscribe to different pages so I can continue to learn. It's Mm -hmm. actually an individual journey. So if I'm going to go and ask somebody, hey, tell me about your South Asian heritage, then I'm not really taking responsibility and accountability for my curiosity. So curiosity is somewhat of an individual task. It can Mm -hmm. be done in groups, like with like-minded folks to to kind of engage in like in a book talk or something like that. But really that curiosity is about one's own personal journey. Mm-hmm. So I think about it as uh, I'm going to use this protocol that Dr. Rudine Sims Bishop, who is a multicultural children's literature uh, professor, talks about. And she talks mm-hmm. about it as characters of stories and this curiosity of characters. But I'd okay. like to talk about it in terms of what I'm speaking about, inclusive networking. She talks about mirrors and windows and sliding doors. Mm-hmm. So I think about curiosity as 
um, a mirror. What do I know about myself and others? And that window of opportunity is that curiosity of what do I need to learn about others? And that mm-hmm. learning is my responsibility. Also, when we're curious, it means that we take on multiple perspectives that let's say a very basic example might be, okay, I am in an, doing an interview and I notice that uh, a candidate is not perhaps giving eye contact in the way that I would expect or not providing responses in the way I, I expect. So instead mm-hmm. of being judgmental, I'm curious as to their thought process or what's guiding their, you know, mm. uh, cultural values of an interview. Um, curiosity may also take place in the same way we can think about, you know, different food customs uh, and different behavioral patterns. So remaining uh, curious as to these differences rather than judgmental and mm. then continuing to do our own learning. And that curiosity really has to start with ourselves because we don't if we don't know ourselves very well, it's difficult to be curious about others. And so it's kind of like um being open to new experiences, being open to new information that's presented to us without mm-hmm. making judgments. Yeah, that's what I would say is the curiosity. Love Does that, that make sense? Yes. And so I think that's a good starting point in a way for people to really digest this and understand it is that, okay, when you see something, instead of being judgmental, say, hmm, I wonder what their perspective is, right? And to think about it from a different Um, perspective versus an automatic judgment. And that really leads me to this online space, right? So we're always scrolling and we're looking at things and we're thinking about, um, you know, people from their, the perspective of what they show us online. (laughs) And so Mm -hmm. as you move into this second one, which is the creativity, um, how do we translate that to the work that we do online? Mm -hmm. Because you said, you know, you had to do this shift in 2020, and uh, most of network marketing is online and we have to work with teams. We have to, to talk to people that we don't know via online spaces. And so how do you how do we start to work in that creativity online? Absolutely. So I think if you are an inclusive networker and you're using social media, it's really thinking about your target audience as well. Right. Mm-hmm. And I just had a call with somebody about branding and marketing. Um, prior to this podcast and really thinking about who is my audience? How do I connect with them? And Mm -hmm. a big part of that is authenticity. So how do I show up as my uh, authentic self or authentic brand or authentic company and share something with folks? We don't have to be perfect in our creativity. Creativity is about trying things and we're not always going to get it right and not being afraid Mm -hmm. of that failure. So for me, creativity might be, um, you know, what I did after switching virtually is I started doing IG lives uh, in September Mm -hmm. of 2020. And I did about 12 of them until it got, okay, that's enough for me. And I started Mm -hmm. to do IG lives conversations with, uh, you know, people who are in the equity space, people who are uh, solopreneurs and entrepreneurs to learn about their business at the intersections of equity, diversity and inclusion. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of one way where I would engage folks and provide some free content and learn myself and provide learning. Then I pivoted and I said, okay, I'm done with this now. Then I pivoted to doing a podcast. And so I did 12 episodes of a podcast. I'm on a bit of a pause from that because I'm working on other things. But it's Mm -hmm. about trying new things and it's about putting yourself out there 
And then also learning about what your clients want, what your users want, uh, what your viewers want, right? And being creative in that way. And that could be mean many different things. For mm-hmm. me, uh, for example, when I work with companies and I tell them to be creative, I tell them to use curiosity with that creativity. Mm-hmm. So I tell them to kind of look at some of the data in that way. So, for example, um, how many people with disabilities do you see in marketing and advertising? And why is that? And how can we be creative in our casting, creative in our social media, creative in our branding to include the voices of people with disabilities, for example, Mm -hmm. and be advocates for disability justice. That's just one example. And we can think about all the aspects of oppression in that way. And, Mm -hmm. And really that creativity is also about how do I stand out and what am I doing differently? Right. We see a lot of uh, social media pages that are maybe uh, sensationalizing topics or using fancy colors or fancy branding. But what makes you stand out? And that goes back mm-hmm. to that curiosity of who you are. Uh, and then again, back to what I said earlier, are we sticking with fads or are we continuously doing the commitment and the work in our creative mm-hmm. uh, endeavors through uh, social media, through marketing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And so as we think about this with um, back to your original teaching, right? And we're when we're doing this with team building, um, what are some ways to really be creative mm-hmm. and make sure that our team is on the same page with being mm-hmm. an inclusive networker? Absolutely. So I think the first step is that making sure that everyone has access to some sort of basic training or understanding, because Mm -hmm. if we're asking a team to be inclusive or create inclusive marketing, but they either don't know what the return on investment is for them or the company, if they don't know what that means they don't even have the basic fundamentals, it's going to be difficult for them. So provide some Mm -hmm. sort of training and education to folks, right, coming with that teaching and coaching bit to ensure that they understand the baseline. Then understand, uh, you know, what is the commitment? Is there a strategy in place? Do we have a strategy? Can we create a strategy? And for that, another C is collaboration, right? Mm -hmm. It's really important to get your team to collaborate on a vision because it has to mean something to them. If we're trying to move a team uh, along and there's no sense of collaboration or uh, accountability or some sort of connection to that work, it will be very difficult. So that's mm-hmm. really important. And so what I've found with some organizations is I might support them in creating like a marketing and communication guide for inclusive marketing and communication. And then I might do a train the trainer model where I teach them how do you now integrate these principles in your work. So let's look mm-hmm. at a sample of Maybe let's a marketing, um, you know, an ad that went out. Let's look at this and let's really uh, have a checklist or a rubric or a scorecard and, um, you know, break it down and say, was it inclusive? Why or why not? Mm-hmm. And let's learn together. The other thing that I think is really important is to be open to new ideas. I've heard some folks who want to be inclusive say, but Shaliza, we've always done things this way. That costs too much money and takes too much mm-hmm. time. And that is the long-term commitment, right? So being open to new ideas and diverse perspectives. That can also come with your hiring within your inclusive team, right? Whether you're a solopreneur that's going to outsource folks or whether you're an organization, is the team that's working on these uh, projects with you diverse itself in terms of perspective, Mm -hmm. in terms of identity, um, in terms of ability, are they able to bring those unique contributions to your team? I think that is also really key. So I think all of those kind of put together are some like tangible ways to think about that. The training, 
you know, the implementation, some checklists, ensuring that you mm-hmm. have measurable metrics and ensuring that you have a diverse team itself and everyone is committed and understands uh, what the work is that needs to be done. Yes, I love the the four C's of, of DEI, right? <laughs> so yeah. As we're, we're thinking about this and um, what would you tell a person like if they feel like they're stuck, they're really wanting to build this diverse network of of clients and customers and team members, but they just don't know where to start. Where do we start? How do you even get this going? Yeah. So how do you kind of create a network of uh, mm-hmm. you know diverse followers? So I think it starts, again, taking some time. And I think it starts by connecting and networking. So just the way that you and I kind of networked and and communicated, I might say that LinkedIn is a great way to engage people Mm -hmm. uh, in some conversations. So share some of the work you're doing. Be very vulnerable. I really believe in vulnerability Mm -hmm. and say, like, I'm looking to learn more and diversify without being tokenizing, like, can I touch your hair? Rather, put the <laughs> put it out there. There's mm-hmm. also a lot of groups and associations you can join. So Facebook groups or, you know, open Slack channels or LinkedIn groups that you can mm. join to kind of learn more. Um, and, and if you search some of those up on Facebook or LinkedIn, you'll find some. So be in these groups where you can kind of have conversations or start your own group and, and you know, tap a few folks on the shoulder to be part of a group with you so you can continue to have these discussions. Then Mm -hmm. you can kind of, if you have a newsletter, you can try to, um, you know, entice people to sign up to your newsletter. You can do a podcast like you're doing, uh, Dr. Ramona, to kind of engage people to to attend to the work. Or if you say, I don't know how to do any of those things, start the IG live and just say, I'd like to have a conversation and Mm -hmm. either pull in, pull in speakers or just start talking yourself. And slowly, I would also say if you're trying to do it on social media or even LinkedIn, what I would say is. If you search for people who have pages or work that you aspire to have and start following them and absorbing their content and start kind of a tree of following, that's one way. On LinkedIn, once I noticed, uh, you know, it has these algorithms of what I'm connected to, it'll Mm -hmm. suggest for me other practitioners. And so I can add those different practitioners in the group. So many different ways, LinkedIn groups, Facebook groups, uh, starting, uh, you know, private Slack channel groups. Or doing IG lives is another another way to get there. Joining mm-hmm. as an attendee to IG lives, having conversations, um, and really starting conversations as well online, <laughs> and then following people. I think those are some great ways to kind of start to build the network, and then it slowly <laughs> comes. And of course, now that things are opening back up. You know, going to some of those in-person socials or networking, definitely everyone can join the Harvard uh, Alumni Entrepreneurs Global, or if you're in Canada, you can join the Canada chapter. There is chapters all throughout the U.S. of different uh, cities. It's uh, free to join for the first year, things like that, where you can meet people. It's all about that networking piece and the learning and curiosity. Absolutely. Well, Shaliza, I am so, so very excited that you joined us on the Inclusive Networker. So you have such amazing wisdom and so much information. And so how in the world do we keep in touch with you? What is your next big project? How can the Inclusive Networker audience benefit from being connected to you in some way? 
Thank you so much. Well, we actually have a really exciting program that we're launching in January 2023 that is leading for equity and justice. And this six-week program is geared toward folks who are working in education, so as teachers, administrators, support workers, or working in parallel education fields like education coordinators or even in DEI education. And this six-week program is going to be virtual, so folks can join from wherever. And you're going to really learn about leadership. It's actually focused for specifically Indigenous, Black, and people of color. So it's going to be a community space intentionally designed in that way. Where we're going to talk about radical self-love and healing. What does that mean when we're Mm -hmm. seeking out leadership? How do we seek out leadership? How do we gain mentorship? Excuse me. And we're also going to provide that mentorship and coaching. So that's a really great program. You can find out more on our website, curatedleadership.com. Also, you can keep in touch with us and get free resources and about our events and special offers uh, by signing up for our newsletter. You can do that on our website, as well as visit us on social media at Curated Leadership on IG and Twitter and LinkedIn. We're really excited to partner with you and to share our stories and, and listen to our podcast and connect with us for some one-on-one coaching. Thank you so much, Shaliza. This has been an awesome conversation. I love, love, love everything that you have said. And I know that it will be so beneficial to the inclusive networker community. So everyone, thank you, thank so, much. you so much for listening. Yes. Thank you for listening to this episode thank of you. the inclusive networker. And thank you to my fabulous guest, Shaliza Jamal. You will find her information in the show notes and we will see you on the next episode of the inclusive network. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Inclusive Networker. You can find out all the information for our fabulous guests today in the show notes. But don't forget to subscribe to the Inclusive Networker podcast and to look out for a new episode each week on YouTube and wherever you enjoy your podcast. This is your host, Dr. Ramona. And as always, remember, I see you and I'm cheering you on and I dare you to defy limits. See you on the next episode of The Inclusive Networker.